Hi, friends, and welcome to All Things Relatable, a place where stories are shared. It's hard to put a value on a story because the lasting effects it can have are often priceless. An individual's story has the potential to impact our lives in tremendous ways. My hope for you in joining me today is that this episode resonates with you and that you leave enlightened, ignited, and inspired because it only takes one moment to spark a change and leave an everlasting effect. Hey friends, I'm so excited to dive into this next conversation with my dear friend Tokties. She is creating so many waves of love and hope and oneness all over the world. She's leading a movement with another beautiful woman named Debbie called the Peace of the Heart Movement. She has a South, South Asian boutique, which provides an opportunity for many women, a way to provide for their families, and she is helping to feed children that are without. She gives endlessly. It only takes one person to create a movement in our world, and Talkdees is one of those people who is standing so rooted in love that the positivity she's putting out into the world is felt worldwide. Hey, Talkdees, I'm so grateful to be sitting across the table from you today, and I can't wait to dive into your story. Oh, thank you so much, Candice. This means the world to me and this intro. Oh, if I could only hire you for my PR, that would be perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like I'll do your PR for I'll just like anybody that I that I come across that I like know and I love and I believe in, like I shout them out from the rooftop. I feel like I'm one of the best people to like give people free PR when I come across them. Cause I'm like, everybody go follow her, go find her, go join uh, the movement that she's in. Because like, when you come across these people, um, you just have to like share them with everybody that, you know, so um, I love you and I can't wait to dive into your story, but I know a lot of the beautiful things that you're doing today. And I want to dive into all of that. But before we get there, I want to know what your childhood was like. What was it like as a little girl and what was your upbringing like? Oh, thank you so much for everything that you said. And I'm going to begin with this real little part that you just shared a few seconds ago. Um, I think for all of us as women, even the men who are hearing it, anyone you feel like they will res they resonate with you and they have a message to share i think all of us should be doing that all of us should be promoting each other it's just you never know whose life is going to be touched by that person or by what you just said or maybe that person who i have been through like a couple of people i've met and they were like oh you sent the sweetest message and i really needed it that day um so thank you for doing that and I just whoever is listening to this like you know sometimes we do read things but we are so we just skip over it it, hurt, it touches our heart but like we don't share it and now we have Instagram so you know just do your part let's you know we rise by lifting others and I solely believe in that um okay so back to my childhood so as far as I can remember so my childhood that the memories that I have was we grew up with my grandma and my mom's side. Um, we were, my childhood was mostly spent there because they lived in the upper portion, we lived in the bottom portion. And 
I grew up with like a lot of love and a lot of extended family and I had a lot of cousins um, and then we moved I just still remember like just the childhood was just so free like you know I wish my children had that my heart breaks ever since like COVID happened and now we are just so afraid of like taking them out going to the public places like it's just they don't have that freedom anymore as much as we did. That's how I feel. I was six when we moved to Canada. Um, we were in Ontario, the small town called London. Um, and we were there for about three years. And I made so many friends and that was beautiful. Um, so childhood was pretty much very smooth, um, if we say, and I think, I still remember our dad took us to a trip in the northern areas of Pakistan um, before migrating to Canada. Um, and I still remember how beautiful it was and how much nature like just did, like I just loved it so, so much. But what I, and they didn't have schools there at that time. and not at least proper schools and I was like I want to be a teacher I want to build schools here um so that was I think as career choices like that was the first one that I made at six years at the age of six um we moved to Canada we were um can I just so pause you for there. one moment yeah when you're saying we who are you speaking about that moved um, our family. So three of my siblings and then my parents. Um, so we moved to Canada. We stayed there for three years that my dad found a job here. So um, we moved to Virginia in 2020. And then that's when later on, I think we moved in 2020 and then 9-11 happened. And then everything because we were still going through the green card process and it took forever then it took five years because it was just a lot of racial profiling I saw my dad going through a lot during that time and then at the end when they found out we were also Canadian citizens the judge was like what are what's going on um so we definitely felt that wave of racism and inequality at that time but still got very lucky because there were so many people who were supportive as well um then we I think as a ever since child like I was a little girl I always loved helping others that was one thing that I just one of those people who just want to fix the world and it it's amazing to see my son feels the same way the older one like he's always so worried about like everyone if he has something then everyone should have it and then everyone should end up in heaven and everyone should have peace here so um I see that a lot in him but to be very honest one thing that I have felt felt and thought about today everything I'm doing today is everything I dreamt of like when I was seven I still remember, it just hit me the other day, and I don't know why I didn't think of it. So when we moved to Canada, we had friends. So we were all like under 10, right? So we would take out my mom's clothes and our clothes, and we would play like 
one person would be the shopkeeper and the other girls would come in and buy clothes. So it, I just like thought of it the other day and I was like, oh my God, I did that as a seven year old. Um, and then, you know, it was just like, we kept on, that's one child play that I clearly remember. Um, and it was, oh my gosh, that was such an awakening. And I had that like two weeks ago, even though I've had like, wow meme was born three and a half years ago. Um, so I think like, this is why I'm so curious. Now I ask my children like what they are gonna do. Cause I think when we hit our thirties or a little bit later, we keep on, we want to live that dream again. And this is where we are. So I think I've started to live those dreams where I wanted to help children, where one way or another, I am serving a school, where one way or another, like someone reached out the other day and they were like, you know, it was a dream for me to start a school. And now maybe I can help you and you can help me to bring that dream into a reality. And that just fills my heart and for all of that I think to show up we have to move the mountains inside of us there's so much resistance there's so many blocks there's so much clutter in our minds that sometimes it's so hard to see what our purpose is what our you know what is it exactly that gives us joy you know, I often think about it, and I think I'm going to do a reel about it today, is money equals one way or another freedom, right? Money equals resources, money equals power, but it also equals freedom to do things that you want to. But it's the opposite now. People are just so worried about the money that there's no freedom left. And this is where the story has gotten wrong. Like, you know... Um, and this is why we are, we have to realize that some of the stories in our life, like the stories that our parents told us are no longer true. For example, money is not hard to earn these days. You have such a huge audience of like Instagram, of Facebook, of Twitter, of TikTok. You can reach thousands of people with your message, with your product, with your service, or whatever you like to offer. Um, so that story has clearly changed. But if you're still stuck with it, and it has to be hard, then we have a problem there too. Um, and I, when I started Wow well, Meme, like I'm certainly not an ABC person. I just start. I just am a, like, if <laughs> I feel up to it, I'm going to go for it. And if I feel, you know, this is, it has to work. I think one thing that we have to eliminate from our lives is fear and failure. What if it didn't exist? And you are the power. I think energy, your energy, there's no match for it. And once you find that match, you are which you are bound to because there are other people who will resonate with your energy. And boom, either a new movement takes place or either a new business deal takes place or either a new cause takes place. And all of that at the end of the day will bring prosperity for you and for the world as well. Yes. Yes to all that. And I heard you saying this a couple times, like the freedom piece, when you were just 
a little girl. And when we are little, like most of us live in that space of freedom where we're just, you know, all of the thoughts and ideas and the things we pick up along the way and the stories that like, you know, are, are so heavy and follow us. Like when, when we're little people, none of that even matters. Like we don't care. So you are playing dress up and you were thinking about helping children and in schools and being a teacher. And I love how you can see like the dots connected looking back to like, that was the stuff that was bringing you so much joy and filling you up and that you were like seeing these dreams for yourself of things that you wanted to do. And now today, how it might look slightly different, like you are helping feed children in schools who lunch, who don't get served uh, lunch or don't have that, um, the means. So even though you're not in the schools being a teacher, like you are um, giving to these children who just like need that. So I think like you say, like that freedom piece, it's like we all just want freedom to live Mm -hmm. the life that we want to live that brings us joy and that, you know, money is such, such a charged subject for so many people. And my gosh, I have went through it. Like in my childhood, like you said, you know, money is hard to make mine. What I learned was money doesn't grow on trees. There's never enough. We, um, live paycheck to paycheck. We don't have money for this. We don't have money for that. But we always, we always did, but it was just like, that was instilled in, um, in my dad. So he still talks that way today and he's like in his sixties. So it's like, how do we let go and break through some of these limiting beliefs and ideas so that we can live this joyful life? So you were seven and you said, you know, when you get in your twenties, thirties, you can look back now, but what was that journey like? Like, where did you kind of go? And and then how did you have to let go of some of that stuff so that you could really step into what you're meant to do? Um, so I'm going to be very honest. I think I was extremely privileged in a way um, that our fi- family dynamics were. So when we were in Pakistan, my dad did really well he had his own optical business and we were doing really 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 well um however he did not want it to raise his daughters in pakistan he wanted for us to enjoy the freedom and before that he did visit um united states he was he came to see my uncle in virginia he was already there there so there were a couple of family members already here um but he was, and his entire family was in Pakistan. My mom's, my uncle was here and then her uncle was, my mom, another uncle was here. Um, and my dad visited and he was like, this is exactly what I want for my kids. So when we moved to Canada, he had to lose his optometry license because he had to go to school again. Um, and at that time, I think we were all in elementary school. Um, and there was no way that he could go to school and it would take away all the money that we brought in and none of us could support him. My mom couldn't support him. He, she was taking care of us and there are four of us, two brothers and two, sis- uh, two sisters. And 
So I saw those dips, I would be very honest with you, but my mom told us one thing because the status quo changed quite fast. Let's just put it that way. Um, And my mom said like, you know, the easiest struggle in life is the money struggle. What if you lost your kids? What if you had a sickness? So there's so many other horrible things that can happen to you, which you cannot redeem, but money is something that's the least of the struggles. So this is the mindset that my parents had. On the other day, on the other hand, I have never seen a man so unattached with money like my father. When he had the money, he loved giving it away. Um, And I think I get that from him. absolutely no attachment till this day he has retired um all he loves doing is like he calls every day if you need any groceries if the the kids need to be picked up this is his life now and he enjoys it he takes like the neighbors to the doctor's appointments like you know he just loves serving and i've seen that he like he has seen so much money in his life and then he has seen very little where he drove the cab to put us through school he he did everything he could but I I never saw him regret it mm. I never like even though he had a life of a king back home amazing friends he had you know an amazing elite social life all of that but never a day in my life and I think we have been here about 23 years nothing I've never heard it. So I saw my dad not being as attached to money, but I also saw little money, but then everything was working out too. Cause my mom was always content there. There was never a discussion about like scarcity mindset about money. So, which I am very thankful for cause I'm the third one in like the sibling line, but both of my older siblings they got that, that they have to, they started working from ninth grade. Um, they started to support my dad. They have seen the times where there was very little money. On the other hand, I did not have to worry about it. Everything was taken care of for me. I had a credit card in college. I ne- I didn't work till I was like 20. Um, so for me, like, I found it very weird, like around me, like, you know, when people talked about money and I think I was living in this like, ignorant world until I got married and things changed quite fast um and then I really saw like you know this is a paycheck this is how you work and I was in Pakistan and the dynamics changed really quickly there too so we had to move out of my husband's um house and then we had to live on our own and even then I think I was very blessed in a way that I still could lean on my siblings um and my family and my husband got an amazing job like he always got like like money was always flowing one way or another um and if you and it's and if you, if I had a different perspective, I would be sitting here and saying like, oh my gosh, I had so much. And then I, God took it away from me. And then like, you know, this happened, but it's really, I think it's really a lens that you have to put on to see what exactly is happening in your life. I think, mm. but recently, like, I think there was a very 
like recent, like in the last two years, I was very attached to money where I wanted a house for my kids. I wanted to do all those things. And thank you to all like my mentors and people like Kathy Heller, her amazing coaching programs. Um, I was able to change that. And I was like, I was never attached. Why am I attached now? Am I not? I just don't own this place, but no one owns their home 100%. It's all like, you know, a mortgage one way or another, whether you're giving a rent or you're, um, then why not do something that you fu feel fully in purpose with? Mm -hmm. And money, I tell you, like, I mean, there's still people who are going to think, oh, she got lucky. She always had it. There's no child trauma. Um, there's no inner child problems. There's so why not? Her husband is doing a good job. Like, you know, she's here in the United States of America. The fact of the matter is I've seen millionaires not be happy and crying whether why they have that money. And then I have seen people who have very little, but they're so content with their lives. Yes. Oh my gosh. When you say that, this brings me back to a story that I've told so many times. And I think there are some of the richest people are the most unhappy because you see it in the media. Right. And some of the people, the poorest people, my girlfriend went to this orphanage in Africa when she traveled and she brought back this video that I still like vividly can see of these probably like 20 children who lived in an orphanage that there was like plastic grocery bags, about like a hundred of them, 200 tied together to make a plastic ball. And they were like the happiest kids ever. So I think like you say, it's, it's like your perspective, right? Some of the things that you really, you know, value and um, care about, like you said, money obviously provides you resources and opportunities and, it's just another thing, but depending about the charge we put on it, because there are people that are, you know, have very little that have connection and love and joy in their lives and are doing the things that they love to do and finding a way. So, yeah, I think that's, I love how you bring that up, that it's not just, um, you know, lucky you, you've had all of this um, privilege in your life. It is kind of your perspective too, because like you said, there are people who have so much privilege, but don't see it in the same way. So I want to go to like, what, what happened? How did you get to that point where it was like, you were in that mindset of like, I need a home. Like the, the money was really causing you some angst. Like what, how did you get to that place? Um, I'm laughing because I'll have to you know, blame social media for it, right? You see all <laughs> these beautiful houses. Um, then our society as well, like all of my, all of my siblings own a home um, and they're in a house. We live in a condo. Um, and it was just this like, you know, when are you going to buy a house? I'm sure everyone, regardless of their ethnicity or background, like everyone hears that. When are you going to settle down as if like, you know, marriage and home is really going to settle you down? I think this is another flawed story we can go for hours and hours about. Um, until I realized and someone said that to me, a home is where you live. A home is where 
your kids are and you're living with a family and a home is where you are happy. A house is a very different thing and you don't want that. And there was this struggle of like running behind. I started my own business when we are literally, we had like an easy $14,000 debt on credit cards. Um, and I thank my husband so much for being such a huge support. Literally, we were like one afternoon sitting down and I was like, why don't I just start a business? No research, no like, you know, what is going to happen? What is D when we get to step D, what will happen? And we started it. I still remember my first shipment that came from Pakistan was $700. Um, and now like, you know, I sometimes only pay for shipping for that much. Um, and the business, and I want people to know, with I started with a credit card with 0%. I had 16 months to pay it off. So no money put in the business. Um, the first year, we made around $20,000. And this is a revenue, not profit. Um, the profit probably, I... I suck at numbers but like these are the revenues we made 20 30 85 last year and then this year we will hit six figures um and this is all from i think just believing and being very generous with people um i can tell you there were days where i was totally totally like it's like I lived through that mindset day and night. If there was a good sale, I got lucky. And if the rest of the days are not going to be that lucky, what if next month it's not going to bring in the same amount? And this is what I was stuck with. But I always, like every time I felt like there's no sale coming, I would always give money away, always. Um, and that just brought in more prosperity. And I was I also hired women in Pakistan who never worked before. So during that time, I trained them. And then fast forward, almost three and a half years later, there's a team who's fully ready to start another project. There's a team that's already taking care of the nonprofit projects. So let's just say from, I'm, I just want to go through this timeline. I had my son in 2015. I got married in 2014. We moved here with only $50 when Asad and I moved here. And he was still so generous, he would buy me Starbucks coffee because he knew I missed that in Pakistan. However, he got his first job two weeks later, later, which is highly unheard of, of someone moving all the way from another continent and getting a job that fast. Um, and little by little, like first we stayed with my sister, then we got our own apartment, then like, you know, it, things started flowing. However, I think I went to through a very traumatic experience of postpartum depression, which no one said, oh, you're out of alignment. Why don't you go see someone? Um, and I was never told that. Um, so I was in this like really, even though like money wise, we were OK, we were still spending a little too much. There was an extra income that needed to come in. But I was at this darkest place when I started Wildmean where I gained a lot of weight. I never felt happy about myself. My children were 
perfectly healthy, these two beautiful boys. However, I never felt I was present with them. I never felt I was present with myself. Um, did not see my friends for years. I would avoid them because I didn't want to, like, it was just not in me to have the strength and, like, you know, start socializing again. Um, and then I started about me. And while meme became a gift for me, even though I never, I was always this like nonprofit type of person, like who does business? This is, you take such an advantage of people um, until I needed to learn that lesson that money is good because then you can help so many other people and you are just conduits of money. It does not belong to you. You are just, you know, you're just a custodian of all that money. Um, and this is how it's going. And then three and a half years later, 2017, I think April. So it's almost like four years. It's going to be four years. So three and a half years later, I'm working with two nonprofits, which I am like almost a direct, like one of them I'm a director of Peace of the Heart Movement. We just like is born. So two nonprofits one business one coaching business and now the product business of wow meme and now i'm coaching and i'm also doing workshops with instagram and just little 90 minute workshops on how to start a business on how to you know learn just simple steps that people are struggling with and they need to know and the information needs to be given so someone can be helped you just keep on growing. And I just recently met someone and she was like, oh, I just want to focus on this for right now. You can't wake up every day and say, today I'm going to close this door because this opportunity can't come because I'm choosing this one. Let all the doors open and then keep on, no and the ones that are closed, keep on knocking on them. And you never know. I never, I know that I say that I, forgot about the childhood like you know the place that we used to do of selling clothes of owning a boutique and all of that until now but I never thought I would be doing a clothing business with South Asians and like you know doing all of that but I still remember praying and I don't undermine that business at all but I still remember praying every day saying like you know yes God this is the first step that I'm gonna take but you know eventually what I want. I want to help people and then my I want my children to keep those projects going. And look at how fast, like you have seen how fast, like let's come, let's come forward grew and now piece of the heart movement. Even though you weren't there on our first event, I swear I kept on seeing you there. And I was like, she's not even here. What are you doing? But I just your spirit was just there. Let me just say that. Yes. Oh my gosh. Like all of this just gives me chills. I'm just sitting here like, yes, yes. Everything that you're saying is like, yes, like all of it, start the business, have the idea. You don't have to, I mean, this is my personality. So some people that are like, you know, type A and want everything planned and everything looks good. And, you know, no, you, you had this idea, you had, you know, no money to your name. You sat down with your husband and I love that he, you know, I feel like sometimes, you know, in a partner, they just, they don't know, but they, they just know they see something in you. And he knew that, you know, you didn't have a plan, but, but just supported you 
to bring like wow meme to life and you say, I don't know what keeps going through my mind. I read this book called The Go-Giver. It is one of the most incredible books and it's about giving and you've got to, you've got to check it out, but it's like the giving and receiving like goes hand in hand. Right. And I feel like you give and give and give and give and provide with your, um, clothing boutique, you're providing like these jobs for these women who've never worked before. Like they're creating a means for their family. They're able to have different opportunities for themselves. You have, you're helping feed children that don't have food in schools. You have peace of the heart movement. And I, I can tell you, it's like, I know I wasn't in that room, but I'm like this everything that these girls are doing, like, I know, like I was there, I'm going to be there. I'm going to be a part of this movement that you're, um, changing the world with, because I don't know what it is. It's like you say, when you get around those people and you can just feel it, it's like, ever since I stumbled across you, we'll get into this, like in Kathy Heller's world, it was like back before even like all of this new stuff was coming like the very first time I'm like, there's just something about this girl. I don't know what it is. I just feel like this, like love towards you. And it's like so weird. Cause it's, I was talking about this after the Kathy Heller event to, uh, two of the girls that were there. And it was like, to my child, I, he gets my unconditional love. He will always, he is like, the, the light in, in the world. And then I'm like, and talk to she like, for some reason gets this like unconditional love for me. I just feel like, and then I had to reflect on some of the people in my life who I loved so much and were close to. And it was like, almost like I was putting conditions on it. And I'm like, well, why can I like be this way to my child? And why can I be this way to talk to these and like some of these other people that you just feel the love pour out. But then some of the people who I'm super close with, I'm like, not just loving them unconditionally. I don't know. So like it brought up that those thoughts for me, this event, but it's like when you are around some of the same people where you just feel It's like, you feel like you've known them for like a lifetime. And so it didn't take you very long for the little stars to align. Although, I mean, it was like through your whole life, they were all kind of aligning, right? So when you got to that place of like finding community, being in Kathy Heller's world, I know there was like a lot of that energy and like that mindset that you kind of got into that helped, um, I don't know, pick up the momentum or or have Mm -hmm. things flowing forward more freely and openly and leaving all of the doors open and just like, look at how much possibility has come into your life and different connections in so many different ways for you. I think one thing we are so, so, so privileged is to have a community on Instagram. They're over, I know there are millions, if not billions of people on there. Um, We are so fortunate as women that we have coaches, 
we have people like Oprah, we have people like Kathy Heller, we have people like Julie Salmon, and there's so many people. Um, I still remember being at the same event when I, you know, at Kathy's in October and Candace Nelson was there. And for those of you who don't know her, she was the founder of Sprinkles Cupcakes. And I was listening to her and as she was speaking and I was like, what a gift it is to be a such a good baker, be a good, like a very successful, successful entrepreneur. See, she wrote a book and D, she's so eloquent when she speaks. Right. So we need at least like a million of each of these women to stand up so other people can stand up. Um, fine, we have podcasts. So keep on listening to different people's podcasts and see what like who really resonates with you. And then go into their circle. I mean, my whole life changed and I have to give Kathy the credit for it because I felt so lonely in my business because I was like, what do I do? Do I go do an MBA? Do I like start reading business books? But I do not have the time. And I started listening to podcasts. And I still remember listening to Biz Chicks, which is uh, she does podcasts on service-based businesses. But I love the stories. They always encourage me. And I was, and I used to think, and this is like, 2020 and I was like in 2026 I might be on a podcast um, giving an interview and my business will be so successful and one day maybe 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 I'll be at Kathy's um, on Kathy's um, podcast and exactly I think 10 months later in October I she had she did a so here's the thing here's one thing that I want to say is take that step forward Kathy asked me all I did was I thanked her and I said thank you so much because in 2020 September when 2020 started like I wrote down a number saying like what's my wildest dream that I would make and I, I wrote down 60,000 and I was like, oh my God, you're crazy. But let's, in September, I was, I made 60,000, like the, we closed the books at 60,000. During this journey of listening to Kathy, I used to think I was like, people have this type of money to go into like workshops and like get coaches and they pay all this money and, and this was only 3500 that she was at that time charging for me to do, do this program. And I still remember folding laundry and be like, oh, my gosh, people have this type of money to give away, like just like this on a recreation, because that's what I thought it was. So September came and I sent a message to Kathy and I said, I'm so thankful um, to you because I would have never dreamt of this. And I did. And now it's a reality. So Kathy said right away, would you come on Instagram live with me? And I never showed my face on Instagram ever because I was just so unhappy with the way I looked. And now people are like, what? What is your problem with all of that, right? So I was like, you know what? I'm going to say yes, because this is one opportunity to say thank you to her face to face, which I always dreamt of doing. 
B, if I mess up, she can always delete a live. A live is only live unless you save it. Um, so Kathy and I spoke for almost an hour on an Instagram live. And it just felt so damn good. But I was like, inside of me, I was like, oh my God, it would be so cool if this would become an episode. Two days later, her producer reached out to me and asked if this could be an episode. And then you start, you continue to dream. Do not stop dreaming. I'm just sharing this with you because I would have never thought that. It happened. So then I was like, so the first episode of hers that I listened to was the top um, guest of 2019, which I heard on in December. So I was like, oh, it would be so cool if my episode made it to the top 10 guests at the end of the year. It did. And now, and then in 2021, this year, I took her, I took first, like, Abundant Ever After program. And then I took the Mastermind, which was about 25K, the biggest leap I have ever taken in my life. But you have to be open to, with your dreams, you have to give them the grace. You have to, have to, have to give yourself the grace to dream. I have met people in the past one year that I would have never dreamt of meeting. I have interviewed people who I would have never thought of, you know, asking them. And here's the thing. I did not have time for the podcast. I wanted to go in with it. Could not find the time with it. So I started doing Instagram lives. And Julie Salman is coming next week on Monday. And, and I used to always look at numbers, never look at the number of followers, never get defeated by it, never think that, oh, once I have a thousand followers, then I will reach out to her, reach out to whoever you want. We all want visibility. We all want to share a message and they will not say no to you. I still remember having like 70 followers and I reached out to someone that I thought would be so awesome to interview and I wanted to talk to her um and she at that time had like I think 2,000 followers and I was like she's gonna be like she just started she's a baby like what does she want what is it what is, what is there for me and I think I'm so thankful to her because the for when she came on live with me that was the first thing I said I was like I'm gonna be so honest with you but I was so afraid you would say no because and she said she would only have 25 minutes and 25 minutes later when I said I respect your time she was like no 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 go on and that turned out to be a 45 minute interview as well she said all you gotta do is just ask so the power of asking is in itself a power because we never ask we never ask our friends what we really need. We never ask our siblings what we really need. We never ask our children what we really need. It's it's just another, you know, work in progress that we all have to learn. Yes. Oh my gosh, absolutely. I 1000% agree with everything you're saying and believe it. Um, and I don't know, I feel very lucky that I've always kind of felt like there's no pedestal. I don't, I've never really put people up on a pedestal and 
felt like they were too far away from me um, and, or like too low. Like it could be, like you said, your, your father was uh, a cab driver. It's like, well, I've met some of the most amazing cab drivers ever that are beautiful humans. It's like, I know the names of the custodians in the school and know about like their side hobbies or interests. And then it's like, well, then you'll connect with like Oprah or, you know, whoever is for you. And it's like the power of asking. And it's like, we're all human. We, you know, there, there's people that you might strive or have mentors or like want to grow and evolve and they have qualities that you love. But at the end of the day, you just have to ask because if somebody feels like it's in alignment and there's that like connection and it's genuine, like you genuinely are interested in talking and sharing, then the power of asking for what you want. And I love how you bring it into like those other elements, like your family, your children, your spouse. I mean, how many times I'm so guilty of this. It's like, if I just actually asked for what I wanted, it probably isn't so complicated to make it happen. So why, instead of just asking, why are you like resentful or grumpy or this or that? Like, just ask. So yeah, I love how you bring that that up because look at you, you, you asked and what you ask for, you receive. And maybe it isn't in like just going back. Maybe it's not exactly how you envisioned but sometimes it can be even more incredible that you could even imagine that comes to fruition. And I think we are so guilt. I wouldn't say guilty, but I think as women and even men as well, we wouldn't take that walk that we needed, right? I still remember feeling so guilty of leaving my children. I didn't like Asad and I like were with our kids straight like for two three years I didn't go out with my friends even if I did like it was just on my mind this guilt of like leaving the kids it wasn't their fault they were they were not even old enough to tell me that they wanted to stay with me it was my fault it was my guilt that was existing even till now you know we don't take the walk that we need we don't take the shower that we feel like taking just like simple things of just you know salt grooming and just a little trip with the girls or whatever you feel like doing we never we keep on like wishing that someone else will serve it to us and then we'll take that step it never happens you recently I was at an event where I met some incredible people which I never thought like I would sit in such you know such a group that like and I sat there and I was just like thinking wow and I got there like coincidentally I wouldn't even say coincidentally because I got invited by two people there but I was like why am I here like what is so special about me all these people are so 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 established and rich and so influential and why is a girl from Pakistan who is doing the small business and not that I like it was just like a I don't know what it was it kept on coming up and I think we often feel that way and then I walked out of there and I was like maybe I'm an energy match for all those people that's where my energy is. And I dare to dream it 
in to be in that circle. I dare to dream to be, you know, in Malibu. I dare to dream to be like I was from the past four months, I went to LA four times. Every month I was in LA. Right. And it take it, it took a lot of courage financially in all ways possible. But give yourself the room to just grow. Yeah. And your kids will appreciate it. And you are doing something for yourself. And I often now think about it. Imagine if your, you know, kid wanted to learn piano, you would do whatever you could to give get those lessons. But if you and now just switch it. Today you want to learn the piano and you want to learn to how to play it. You wouldn't even think about it twice. You'd be you would shut down the idea right away and be like you know do you think we have money for that like now you want to do piano lessons and why do you want to do them we don't have we can do this 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 with the money but why why not you we only live once or whatever this world has so much to give to us and we need and we need to show our children that yes you are capable of doing it because I'm going to show you how to do it Yes. And how did you make that leap? Because this investment, like you said, um, you went from, you know, doing a few of Kathy's programs to making this leap into the mastermind. And so what was it that gave you, you know, the courage or that little extra nudge to actually make that decision? Because it is, it is a big investment. So how did you get there? I'm going to be so honest with you. And I think honesty goes a long way. And so when I, so 2021 in the beginning, she offered the Abundance Ever After program. It was 3,500 um, around that price range. And I did not have the money. So I charged it on the credit card. And within that period of time, I paid it off because I was able to make that leap. I was opening those doors. And one thing I have to, I want you to realize it's, yes, it's the power of Kathy, but it's the power of you. You feel so, I the other day I was thinking, okay, what is it about Kathy Heller or other mentors? Like, is it them or is it me? It's me because in their presence, they turn the switch on and you see yourself in the higher, like you see yourself, in at like much higher places you see what's possible for you and unfortunately your friends and family are not going to do that for you some if unless you are extremely lucky and people are thinking that way there's still people who think I'm like insane for joining these programs because I don't know how to show them on paper like how I can afford it but the things that that have happened ever since the mastermind is phenomenal like I can tell you that and it's not because of the mastermind it's it's mastermind I see is a soul for my is a food for my soul and then that just makes me take bigger leaps you have to you know every businessman will tell you that that any entrepreneur would tell you that that you have to learn to take risks but there we all have i my siblings included there there are certain ones of us like they need a very solid safety net there are certain ones like like me if i see a solid 
safety net as in savings and all of that, I see that as opportunity to invest it more. And this is what I learned through Wow Meme as well. The first year it was all in debt. Like I it was I was just um it was just I was just taking money I didn't take any money away for myself from business. I kept on investing it in. I kept on charging it on more credit cards. And then last year, all of a sudden, like I was able to pay off all the debts of me. So you have to be consistent. You have to be very confident of what you are doing and that confidence only comes when you respect yourself when you respect your decisions when you put your foot down because there is a match for your energy there are people who are willing to spend the money and i did read somewhere 70 percent of people in northern america they have no idea what they're spending each month mm. right so this is the world we are living in and you just have to believe in your own self it took me forever to come into coaching I was like I was coaching people I think all my life like throughout college throughout all of this yet it was such a huge block that I never thought that there existed of charging for coaching and I was like how there and I learned I have learned it the hard way there's no transformation without a transaction mm. let's just put it that mm. way and I think this is what the mastermind has done for me to take that huge leap I'm still on my feet I'm still trying to do things because I want to show myself that yes I did pay off that money not from wow me but from let's come forward from my coaching from my workshops from whatever it comes it's a promise that I made to myself Oh, and how beautiful when you go all in on you, because like you said, when you ask for what you want, when you put it out into the universe, when you take that bet on yourself, when you make the transaction, then you show up in a different way. And when you start to like really um, honor who you are and what's inside of you, and let it come out, then it will shine. So I am so happy for you because I just see like you're giving, you're such a giver. You're so generous. You're so full of love. You give, give, give back in so many ways. So I want to talk about those ways. And then also it's like, okay, Talkties, it is all, all of that you're giving is being reflected back and you're going to receive all of that back. And I think that's hard sometimes is to like, accept and take that in. Um, like you said, you were doing all this coaching for free. And then when somebody has the opportunity and privilege to pay for that, like you said, then there's the transformation because it's a different all in for it. So, uh, why don't you tell us like, you know, you have this new piece of the heart movement, how can people help feed the children? Um, what about your let's come forward? Wow, meme, you have so much going on. Tell us like everything on your heart, where people can like help support you and what's going on in your world. 
Um, we'll start with Let's Come Forward, which is very close to my heart. Um, and so is Peace of the Heart Movement. Um, so with Let's Come Forward, there the website is up and running at letscomeforward.com slash serve. And you go directly to the page where it tells you more about um, Feeding the Family Project, where, what we are doing. We have now, it's not on the website updated yet. We now have three chefs, women chefs who are highly educated, but their family dynamics did not allow them to work outside of the home. So they are being hired as chefs and then they cook homemade healthy meals um, for children of the schools. Some of them are feeding other families. So which right now I think we are about, we are almost feeding about 25 families a day um, and then 156 children in the school. Um, where the children did not have lunch, they did not have breakfast. And recently um, I found out through the principal within, this is only within like six to eight weeks, the mothers are coming in and saying thank you to the principal because they see a significant difference in their child's health. They look much healthier. The teachers think that kids, like the teachers are saying they're doing much better in school. On the other hand, their mothers don't have to worry about their food while they're working. So anything that you can do to heal someone's wound or someone's pain, just do it because we are so privileged. If you're listening to this podcast, just think about you have a phone, you have a network, you are working off of a Wi-Fi. It will take you like minutes to raise funds for something. And given Tuesday is coming and I, my message today would be like, you know, Mother Teresa never had Instagram, otherwise she would have changed the world. And she did in whichever capacity she could. We have Instagram, we have Twitter, we have TikTok, we have Facebook and so many other things that my generation doesn't know about, but the younger one does. Um, spread the word. Uh, I started this project with just like, you know, one woman who was feeding 10, kids, 10 families and that's where it started and within three months, it's where it is. So please contribute generously if you can. It's an ongoing project. We feed families every single day. So we always need continuous funding coming in. We are also working right now since it's such a new project of getting the 501c3 paperwork in. Um, so if you do donate next month, in January, you will receive receipts as well. Um, but make that little contribution. It goes a long way. Um, also with a piece of the heart movement that was just born in October, um, we had our first event in the first Sunday of November. I think it was the 6th, um, November 6th. And it was absolutely incredible being in a room of women where we talked about how we can heal the world. How can we heal um, the women and the children and just spread the message of peace? Because we are the first source, whether you're a mom or not, you are the aunt, you are, you know, a guardian, you are a godmother. And the kids, the first thing anything comes to their mind regarding different races, regarding different religions, regarding what's happening in the world, they will come to you. And your answer will make all the difference. And recently, like while 
Debbie, who is my partner in this um, project, who is a very devoted Jewish um, woman, and I am Muslim, and um, I was doing this artwork of hers and mine, like just picture putting pictures together because we just did a live. Um, and my son was sitting at the back seat while I picked him up, and he was like, "Oh, you guys look like sisters," and I was like, "We are sisters." And the next thing he said was, "Is she Muslim?" So I had to go back and I was like, this answer will stay with him forever. So I better have it right. So I looked at him and I said, remember, we are all brothers and sisters. And the smile on his face, I know the seed, I have planted the seed. And now it's just going to grow in him. Um, and this is the most, this is the heart of this whole movement is to bring peace back, to remember who we are, to remember we were not created for divisions. We were created to take care of each other. Um, and as I love saying, we are all flowers of the same garden. So we got to take care of each other. Oh, that's the most absolutely beautiful, heartwarming story. Um, what a beautiful thing. Yeah, we all are brothers and sisters. We all are like one all from the same garden. So I love how you're planting seeds like within your family and your children and, and really around the world. And it only takes a moment. So I feel like anybody listening, if this has touched you, if you feel um, that anything in this conversation is like worthwhile for sharing, like, like Takti said, like spread the word. It's really easy to share. So you know, we can all in this like interconnected um, world, we all have all these different communities to share the word, spread the word so that, you know, the love and peace just will blanket all over the world. And it, and it does only take, like I said in the beginning, takes one person. There are so many one people that have had a thought start a movement and change the world. So it, it's like little tiny actions, the, the spreading the word that really can make a huge impact. It has such a ripple effect. So I feel like if anybody is listening to this, um, spread it with your community, share it, share talk to you, share what, what she's doing and be part of it too. Like if, it, if it's like $5, $10, $20, whatever it is, Every little tiny bit is a contribution to like helping some person around the world that that could use our help. So in any way you can. Yeah. And I also would like to say if there's any question that came up during this conversation, um, if there if there's something that you think I can help you with, um, if you go to Let's Come Forward at Let's Come Forward on Instagram, you can either DM me or on the link tree link, there's um, a 30 minute call that you can schedule um, for free. So if there's if you have a project that you think will you are thinking about but don't have the courage or you need more clarity on um i would be more 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 than happy um to just lend that hand and see what there's so many possibilities and there's so many women around the world who are looking up to us as we are so privileged at this time to know what's good for us we are living in a healthy environment we have the freedom to talk 
we have the freedom of speech. We have the freedom of wearing what we want. We have the freedom of practicing what we believe in. And that itself is the biggest gift. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So I want to end off on this note because you have these wild dreams. You've put your dreams out into the universe and they've, they've come and you're living your dreams. So um, what is it that is on your heart, in your mind that you're like, oh my gosh, this, this is like a dream that I'm having right now for my future. What is something that you want to like put out this dream into the universe that, that you want to come to fruition? Okay. If I close my eyes and there's one thing, like I want this food project of, you know, feeding the families, hiring these very powerful women to be around the world. I want it in every city. I want it in every country. Like, you know, we need to empower women as we speak because they will empower generations to come. That is so beautiful. That's so beautiful. It starts with one in one place and then can spread like wildfire. So thank you so much for sharing your story. I love you. I think that you are such a blessing in this world. I'm so happy that I know you and get to sit in your energy because like you said, when you sit in the energy of people who feel so aligned, that's where like the magical fairy dust, it's like, that's where it all is. So I feel so grateful that I got to hang with you and hear your story about, you know, you as a little girl and all the things that you're doing now, because anything There's so many endless possibilities and you're planting those seeds in your children today. So when you look back, when you are like a hundred years old, 80 years old, six years old, it's going to be the most incredible feeling to see some of those seeds that you've planted now come and uh, see these beautiful flowers, trees, plants like sprouted and just spreading, spreading around the earth. So Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining me on today's episode of all things relatable. If you know someone that would relate to this episode and get value from it, please pass it along. Also, if this episode resonated with you, I would love for you to rate review and subscribe.